0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Hey, God bless you all this morning. Thank you once again for joining us here at CWC Bay Area. And as Pastor Nick said, I I just want to say... Uh, Man, to the worship team, phenomenal job. I can still feel the presence of God in this place this morning. I hope you do as well because I know that God has something very special for us in this moment. We've been speaking a series of messages called Arise and Build. I want to encourage you today, whatever rubble is surrounding your life, I want to challenge you to arise and build. Whether it's in your finances, in your marriage, in your family, in your sobriety, I want to challenge you today to rise up and build. See, we're not meeting like we're supposed to. We're not gathering together like I want us to. I miss you. I can't wait until we're back gathering together as the book of hebrews says that we're to gather to, we're not supposed to forsake the gathering together of the brethren sure you could worship at home but it's coming together and worshiping together that makes the body of christ what it is and so i don't want you to get comfortable just being at home we're going to do our best to minister to you during this season to do our best to translate the presence of god that we feel here in this building through the airwaves to your home. We're going to believe God for miracles in your home. We're going to believe God to move and to touch you and to transform your family in your homes. And this is the best way we can do it right now. But we are working to getting everyone back together again and worshiping God as a family. And I hope that's your goal as well. Amen. I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Nehemiah. And as you're turning to the book of Nehemiah, I want you to understand something about this man. Nehemiah chapter 2. He's about 587 B.C. God, because God has gotten fed up with the children of Israel, has made the determination to allow a heathen nation to come and to put them under bondage, to take them into captivity. To help deal with this problem that they're having. In other words, it's almost like a parent grounding a child and that parent saying, listen, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. We're going we're gonna to handle this issue right now. And this is what happens. And the, the Lord had promised for 70 years you will be in bondage, but then I'll deliver you from that nation. I'll lead you out of that place and you will rebuild again. Well, I want you to know what happens is that the children of Israel do go back after 70 years. The Medes and the Persians allow them to go back and rebuild their temple, rebuild the walls, rebuild the rubble from their city. But something takes place when they get back there because of lack of leadership and lack of of organization. They don't rebuild and they end up finding themselves in desolation and chaos. It's at this moment that Nehemiah, a young man that is the Cup bearer to the king of Persia as he's there giving giving the wine to the king and tasting the food for the king. During this season, he hears about the condition of those back in Jerusalem. He's a Jew. He's never been to Jerusalem. He was born in captivity, but he heard about his family members a thousand miles away. And what he hears changes his destiny. I want you to know that the situations that you're facing today don't need to just bother you. They can change you. It's the things that you hear about that, that bother you. The crisis that are going on in our nation. The struggles that we see going on globally. That those things don't need to just bother you. They can change you. And here we find Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah, I shared with you last week that Nehemiah turned the burden into a vision by Seeking God faithfully, by defining his vision clearly, and lastly, by making plans carefully. Today, I want to talk to you about access granted. Everyone say that with me, access granted. Come on, say it again at home, access granted. I I want to take you to what Nehemiah does next. You see, it's easy to read these scriptures and pass over them very quickly. But Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 7, I want to read this to you. It says, furthermore, I said to the king, this is Nehemiah speaking, after the king sees that he's sad, asked him, what's going on? He says, furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters, everyone say letters. letters, let letters be given to me for the governors of the regions beyond the river. He's talking about the river that's right there in Babylon, where they're at at this moment. And he's saying, let let letters be given to me beyond the river for the governors beyond the river that they would permit me to pass through until I come to Judah. The goal was Judah. Look what he says in verse 8. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber and beams and gates for the citadel, which will uh, pertains to the temple for the city walls and the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Look at verse nine as as we finish this point. He says this, then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river and I gave them the king's. Letters. Everyone say letters. Letters. Come on, say letters again. Now to the the king. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. I want you to bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I want you to notice something about what we're going to go over right now. Letters in those days from the king meant something. They were like legal documents that, they, were, that they, they gave him like a passport, gave him access to another country, to another region. These letters were used for, for a peace between nations. They were used as contract negotiations, declarations, that whatever this king said, whoever that dwelt within the region that the king had ownership or rulership over, whatever the king wrote and then sealed with his signet ring became a law. I need you to understand something about a kingdom. And a kingdom is something that those of us in the United States really don't comprehend. Because in the United States of America, it's we the people. But when it's in a kingdom, a kingdom doesn't run according to the democracy. A king runs according to the desires of the king. You don't take a poll in a a kingdom. In a monarchy, you don't take a poll. You don't take a, a survey. You don't ask for opinion before you do something. Whatever the king's will is, is what takes place. Come on, say it again, pastor. In a kingdom, your opinion doesn't matter. And so I want you to see what happens here. The king was not just being pen pals with Nehemiah. He was literally giving him an official decree. And what was changed, Well, and I want you to understand that it was the name on the paper that changed the environment. See, the name on the paper automatically gave as if the king himself was standing there. It gave Nehemiah access to whatever that name on the paper said he had access to. So the king's letter assured three things very quickly. It was the original PPP. It was, it was the original uh Coronavirus payment plan, the the protection payment plan. The first thing it gave, it gave permission. It gave provision and it gave protection. It gave permission for him to go. It gave him uh, provision for all the resources he would need. And then it gave him protection to get there and keep him from harm from people that would try to hurt them. Number one, I want you to see this. Everyone say permission. He says this. And the king granted, everyone say granted. He, he gave him permission, he gave, by his will, he said, okay, I'm gonna come, come into agreement with what you wanna do. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. See, I need you to understand in a kingdom, there's a certain order that things are done. In a kingdom, you didn't just do things, Things had to be done in order according to parliamentary rule. And so the king understood, even though I agree with what you want to do, there are certain order by which things need to be done. So instead of you just going and say, the king said these things are available to me, I have to give you letters. I have to seal it with my ring in order to let people know that what I've signed, I agree with. And as if I was standing there, whatever is on my signature gives you access. And you have access granted to the very things this letter says you have access for. You see, the king granted Nehemiah permission. And that permission was for passage. And I, I need you to understand, he's a thousand miles away. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know if us, uh, those of us in this generation, in, in this century, understand that. Thousand miles away, we we live in the only uh, culture that you have the ability to go to sleep in one nation and wake go to bed in another, or, or go to wake up in one nation and go to bed in another nation. We have the technology to jump on a plane in one nation, end up in another nation before lunch. That wasn't the case in these days. Nehemiah, to get to where he was in Babylon and get all the way to where Judah was, was over a thousand mile journey that would literally take him months to get there. I need you to understand getting to your destination, getting to your healing, getting to your breakthrough, rebuilding your family, breaking that addiction isn't gonna be an overnight or one day journey. It's gonna take you some time. You're going to have to invest. You're going to have to go through some regions to get there. You're going to have to go through some regions that you don't have authority in. You might go through some regions that don't belong to you. You might go through depression. You might go through loneliness. You might go through lostness. You might find yourself in a season, in a region that you don't understand what you're going through. You have to go through it. And what's interesting is this, is that you have to go through Certain regions, Nehemiah understood. I have to go through some regions before I get to Jerusalem. The word success, when Nehemiah prays, Lord, grant me success, in a message we spoke a couple weeks ago, that word success in the Hebrew means to go through. Success isn't getting to, it's going through. See, you're successful when you're on the journey to healing your marriage. You're successful when you're on the journey to getting healthy. You're successful when you're on the journey of bringing your family together. You're not successful when you get there. You're successful when you started the... Jo- oh, come on, somebody. You see, I need you to understand we're talking about daily success, not destiny success. You're successful not when you get there. You're successful the moment you walk out. Never judge your destination based on your current location. Don't judge where God has taken you based on where you're at right now. You might look at where you're at, and you might be surrounded by a lot of individuals in in a different situation, but you're not going to where they're going. You have a different call on your life. You're not staying in that brokenness. You're not staying in that divorce. You're not staying in that depression. God has taken you somewhere. Somebody say amen. See, it gave him the right. Everyone say right. Permission gives you a right. Something I need you to understand. Sometimes we need permission in order to succeed. We need to have permission in order to get to new areas in our lives. But I'm a woman. I can't do it. I'm too old. I'm too young. You know what? I'm too short. I'm too fat. I have no position. I'm uneducated. I'm black. I'm brown. I'm, I'm yellow. You, whatever the, the situation may be, we have all these excuses as to why we can't. I want you to know the letter of the king gave a slave who was a servant in the kingdom permission To go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. Just a letter. See, stay with me. I need you to understand something. You're going to go through some things. You're going to go through. I said through some things. You're not stopping in it. You're gonna, you might go through hell, but you're not stopping in hell. You might go through some problems, but you're not stopping through. You're not going through some storms. You're not staying in them. I need you to know that whatever you're in right now, you're going to pass through. Those things are you're going through them. You're not staying in them. The king's permission gave him permission to move forward. But I need you to understand, just because he gave him permission does not mean you don't have to make the journey. That's good. He had permission to take the journey. He had permission to have access through the regions, but he still had to make the choice to leave comfort the comfort of the palace and take the journey over a thousand miles on horseback, on a mule, in a very uncomfortable situation. I need you to know that God promised you victory but baby, you gotta get up and you gotta get some sweat on that towel before you throw it in. You gotta put together your grace and your grind. You gotta get up and put some elbow grease to that prayer grease. You gotta begin to get stand up and put forward the faith that God has given to you somebody say amen, amen. Come on. he says permission was granted to me because the good hand of the Lord was upon me mm-hmm. see I need you to understand don't you ever make excuses for the favor that's on your life Come on. Good. Come on. he was a slave that the king gave him le- he kings not just writing letters and handing them out to every servant that's asking for something and yet when Nehemiah asks us, he writes letters to him. And he says, here, I'm giving. Listen, Nehemiah probably had haters wondering, how did you get those letters? Come on. They have to be forged. Who, what did you do? How did you get those things? I'm here to tell you to stop making excuses for the favor that God's placed on your life. Because the moment you start making excuses for God's blessings, the blessings are going to stop. You don't need to make excuses. All you have to do is give God glory for what yeah. he's doing. <clears throat> Favor's not fair. You see, the king's letters gave him permission to go through the territories. It gave him the right. So everyone say right. right. Jesus said all authority, yeah. not power, all authority, the right, all exousia. The Greek word exousia means yeah. the right. It gave him the authority. All authority has been given unto me. See, I need you to understand this as we we move on in verse 8. He says this in a a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest. This is a trip. I want you to grab a hold of this. He's going to the guy. There's a guy in charge of the forest. There's a a ruler in charge of the forest. Why is that important? Because the forest had all the lumber that you use to build things. And what's interesting about this guy's name throughout the word when I looked up his name there there's no there's no explanation for for his name like like the name Dan God is my judge there is no explanation all there is is, is an association Let me say that again there's no explanation there's just association and wherever his name comes up worship shows up He was one of David's chief musicians he threw out the Levitical priest. Every time his name came up, he had something to do with the worship of God. I need you to understand today that, that this individual, the letters that, he, that, that the, he brought in, he brought him to Asaph. And Asaph was in charge of the king's resources. The second thing I want you to see, the first thing the letters brought was it brought permission. The second thing it brought was provision. Everyone say Provision. See, the king's letters provided access to timber and to resources. The letter didn't contain any items. It didn't have lumber. It didn't have nails. It didn't have stones. I want you to understand there was no lumber in the letter. There were no nails in the letter. There were no building resources in the letter. The letter just said what Nehemiah had access to. Come on, let me say that again. The letters just showed what Nehemiah had access to. I need you to understand something as, as I open this word here. I want you to understand in this book right here, if you can even get a close-up of this. I don't know what camera, just one of the cameras. I think i camera, camera two. Just give me a close-up right here, okay? I want you to take a look at these pages here as I go through them. There's no money in these pages, Okay? There, there's no medicine in these pages. You following me? There's no counseling. And, and I can go through these pages and there's, there, there's not even uh, Xanax. There's no Xanax in this on, paper. I'm Look, there, there's no Red Bull. <laughs> it, it, I can go through these pages all, all you want. We go back. I want you to understand there's no medicine, but there's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. Oh. There's no counseling, but there is the great counselor. There is no money, but there is Jehovah Jireh. There is no Xanax, but there is the Prince of Peace. There is no GPS, but it will give you direction for your soul. There is no Red Bull, but baby, the Word of God will give you wings. I need you to understand that the king, the same way the king of of Persia gave Nehemiah letters that gave him access to certain things, we have a king of kings, a lord of lords that took time to write down everything that we have access to everything that we have a right to everything you need to rebuild your marriage is here everything you need to rebuild your soul is here everything you need to rebuild a city is here you may look through these pages and you may not find the very resource but it lets you know everything that you have access to See, the word of God tells you what you have access to and are entitled to. I've dedicated my life to letting people know what they have a right to. I've committed my life to make sure that people knew the letters that our king has given to them. The letters that our king says that you have access to to these things. But the problem is you have an enemy that tries to let you know that you don't have a right to those things. I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last night. I know the thoughts you had. You, you don't, God's not gonna give you those things. See, the great thing about the gospel, God's goodness to you is not based on how good you are. It's based on how good he is. You see, what's interesting is that Nehemiah had letters that gave him permission and provision to accomplish his mission. Stay with me. It would have been foolish of Nehemiah to try to rebuild those walls on his own with his own provisions. It would have been foolish for him to try to rebuild those things on his own without utilizing the resources of the king. What am I telling you? It is just as foolish for you to try to rebuild your marriage, get, break your addiction, try to put your family back together again, draw close to God, get healthy without the help of what God has provided in his word for you. Come on, come on. Stop trying to rebuild from your own resources and start using God's. See, the letter expressed God's will for Nehemiah. The letters show what the king's will was for Nehemiah. What am I telling you? It's time for us to stop praying for God's will and start praying from God's will. Yeah. God, it's your will that I'm healed, so let your will be done. Lord, it's your will that my marriage be restored. Let your will be done. Lord, it's your will that my family be blessed. Lord, let your will be done. It's your will that my family come to know you. Let your will be done. Lord God, you said I'm the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower. You called me an overcomer. You said greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That God, that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves me. I need you to understand something today. You got to start praying from the will of god not for the will of god well god if it's your will it'll happen no if it's his will you got to enforce his will you got to decree his will you got to speak his will and you got to begin to speak those things into existence i had a good friend i just want to share this before i close in fact omaha if you could help me as we get ready to close this morning i got one more point but this this Second P was provision. This just so blows me away. I had an individual recently come up to me, a good friend of mine. Man, we've been friends pretty much all my life. He's been part of CWC from its inception. In fact, if I told you his name, many of you would know him. In fact, some of you probably already know him just by the clues I've given to you so far. I hope he doesn't mind, but... uh, Him and his family have been faithful to God, not just to CWC, but to God from the beginning. They've always been givers from the very jump of this church. And I know there were times where they gave more than they had. But recently, because of COVID, he's in a business that was highly affected by the COVID. The shutdowns, the openings, the shutdowns, and it was so bad that it got to the point where He's a proud man, strong man, that he called me up and asked, hey, PD, is there any way that uh, you could help me out financially? For him to call me and ask me that, I knew he was hurting. And he said, can, can you loan me some money just to help me get by, get through this season? My eyes were welling up with tears as I just heard his voice, but I told him, man, I can't, I can't lend you any money, and, and and I won't lend you any money, but I can give you it. See, I've learned years ago, you, I, I won't lend money. If I can't give it, I won't give it. I, I won't lend it. I told him, yeah, you know what, come, come by, let me, let me, uh, let, let's help you out, let, let's, Get you what you need. In fact, when he came by, he didn't even want to see me when it came time to pick up the check. About a week later, man, this get chills. Pastor Cat was calling them ghost bumps, not goosebumps. Get chills when I just think about this. He called me up excited about a week later, says, you at the church? I said, no, no, I'm not there right now. He goes, you at the house? I said yeah, I'm at the house. He goes, can I stop by? I said why? He goes, I just want to drop off my tithe. I said uh, okay. Uh, he goes, I just got to get it out of my hands. <laughs> so, all right. And we were out of town. We came home, and you know, it wasn't in the mailbox. So I called him later. I said, hey, you know, did you come by? He goes, no, I didn't. I didn't want to leave it in the mailbox. So can I come by later? And so he ended up coming by and dropping it off. And I didn't even look at the envelope. I didn't even look at the the amount. I didn't take take a look at it until we got to the the office a few days later. Every morning, uh, every Tuesday, I get a report of what the giving was for that Sunday. And let me just say to those of you online, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for continuing to support CWC Bay Area you you have just continued to come through in this season. It would be very easy. You know, they they've done a survey and found over twenty-seven percent of Christians have stopped coming to church. Online or otherwise, they just stopped coming. But I wanna thank you, CWC Bay Area, for your faithfulness. Now back to the story, okay? <laughs> now he came by and he he dropped off the check and that that Tuesday morning they I get the report, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. We we just hired Moni, and she's helping us here at the church now because, uh, you know, Veto is uh, on maternity leave right now. And so she graciously stepped in to help us out. I asked Moni, I said, this this amount looks quite large. What happened? She goes, "Uh, well, we had one big giver. I said, well, who was it? And it was this individual. So I got on the phone. I called him up, saying, man, what What's going on? I said, You just gave a $10,000 check. He goes, Man, God is so good. He goes, God is so good. Now, you got to understand, these guys have always been faithful tithing. So when he gave this money, he goes, Do the math. I said, What? He goes, Do the math. I said, Whoa, 10%, 10,000 that means you got a hundred grand Who, where did you get a hundred grand he goes someone blessed us with it when, when you're doing the right thing oh you got when, when you're walking the right way when you're when you're doing the right thing And you know what this book, what these letters say that you have access to. When you go through a tough season, when you go through a tough time, when you know that you've been following God and you've been doing the right thing, you have every right to open up this word. And you have every right to remind your king that everything written in here belongs to you. You didn't write it, he did. And all you have to do is remind him what he's written. See, I need you to understand, access meant the king approved this thing. You have a king that's written letters and says you have access to these things. And I want to get back to verse 8. I need to hurry up. I apologize. Verse 8, he says this. And the letter to Asaph, the, king, the, the keeper of the king's forest. You see, that, that word always has been connected with worship. And I find it interesting that he was in charge of a region of resource. And so if this man whose name is always connected to worship, there, there's a connection here, I believe, that God doesn't waste words. That when we worship, it opens up certain regions in our lives to resources God has for us. Because every I want you to understand that there are rulers and that there are that that there are keepers of certain resources here on earth. There are principalities and powers. I need you to understand that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, that there are rulers here on earth, and that there are times that you got to fight through, you got to go through, you got to battle through some things in order to get what God has for you. You see, there were giants in the land when the children of Israel came here. Why? Not because God was trying to keep them out, but he was trying to protect the region for his people. You see, I need you to understand that giant's not been placed there to keep you from your blessing. He's been, been placed there to protect your blessing. You've been complaining about the size of your giants. Verse 9, he says, Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river, and I gave them the king's letters, and now the king had sent some captains of his army. Check this out. And horsemen with me first thing he got was permission second thing he got was provision the last thing he receives is protection you're not walking this battle alone God has sent his captains and his angels to go alongside you see Nehemiah had to go for a thousand-mile journey between some very tough territory between here and and Jerusalem he had a long way to go in order to get there he was gonna go through some places that weren't loyal to the king some places that didn't care about the letters but I'm here to tell you something is that God gave him right he gave him access and now God says I'm gonna give you security I'm gonna make sure that you get to where you're going I didn't just give you a job I give you safe passage to get there oh I need to I need you to understand you're not traveling alone today. I know you feel alone. I know you feel abandoned. I know you feel like people have forgotten you, your family, your friends, your community, but I'm here to tell you, you're not on this journey alone. God is with you. You're not alone. See, I need you to see this as we close. Nehemiah was given protection. See, just because all these other kingdoms were under the king's rulership, it didn't mean that they were all in agreement with the king. There were different rulers. And so Nehemiah had to pass through these regions in order to get to his destiny. I need you to understand. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For our fight is not against flesh and blood, But against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. But listen to me. Not every heavenly place is heavenly. Not every heavenly place is heavenly. You're going to have to go through some battles to experience heaven. But I'm here to tell you, you have to get through to get to, but you're not alone. You have to go through to get to, but you're not alone. God promises protection. God is sending his angels with you, his captains. His captain called Michael, the archangel. His captain called Gabriel. I need you to understand the the leader of the host of the army of the Lord is Jesus Christ himself, who has never lost a battle. I'm here to tell you today. That the things you've been praying for, the things that you've been hoping for, the things you've been holding on to, you're surrounded by the rubble of life and all you see is rubble and there's no evidence that things are going to get better. I'm just going to ask you to open up your letters to your king, from your king. And if you would, as you wake up every morning, just crack it open and read one of the promises of your king. And just remind you who he says he is for you You're gonna find out that Nehemiah is not the only one that got letters from a king But you do as well And those letters provide you permission Provision and protection You're not alone bow your heads with me this morning You're here right now, and maybe you feel alone because you're Separated from God right now. I want you to know God is not a respecter of persons. This what He did for Nehemiah, He'll do for you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right where you are, I know God's stirring your heart. I know that. I know it's not my words. I know it's the Spirit of the Lord that right now is going and transcending time and space to meet you right in your living room right in your car, right at that park, wherever you're at in this moment where you're listening to us God is saying I see you God is big enough to create this great world yet small enough to dwell inside of you if you're here right now and you just say Lord I just want to surrender my life just say this prayer with me Heavenly Father I receive you now as Lord and Savior be my King let me recognize your letters for my life for my marriage my family and my future forgive me of my sin change me I turn my back on my old life and I make a choice to follow you in Jesus name And Lord, I pray for others, my God, that maybe are going through a season of illness, storms, that there's some walls that have been broken down in their lives, my God, some gates that have been burned with fire. I speak hope to you right now, that they would recognize that they too have permission, provision, and protection. Lord, I speak right now that they would recognize that they have a king that loves them, that cares about them, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, the first one, to receive Christ for the first time, would you just text the word alive to 408 340 7703? That's 408 340 7703. Text the word alive. We have some people that want to reach out to you, just let you know you're loved. See, as we go today, I want you to know you're not going by yourself. We love you. We're with you. And until we're all together, let's love God, let's love people, and let's change the world. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.